Welcome to Tackless Radio. You already know who the fuck it is. It is Be Bad here to bring you some more information, knowledge, good juju, good spirit, whatever you want to call it. And the song you just heard was called He and His Feelings by Ruby Rose. And I have fell in love with that song over a year ago. But the reason why I am bringing it up is because Double XL 2021 freshman hip-hop class dropped about a month ago and it features four female artists four women MCs who are phenomenal and this is why this is a big deal double XL has been doing their hip-hop freshman class which is double XL's way of bringing shine to new hip hop artists to be on the cover of double XL as a new budding up and coming hip hop artist is great. It's really a prophecy to your career because so many of these artists go on to have fantastic rap careers. For instance, on the first cover which was in 2007, was Plies, Lupe Fiasco, Lil Boosie, Gorilla Zoe, Papoose, Young Dro. I'm not going to name everybody. I'm just giving y'all a understanding. And, and honestly, it's been a uphill battle for women to not only get on the cover of XXL, but just to be recognized as real artists in the game. The first time they had a female artist on their cover was in 2012, and it was Iggy Azalea. I won't say anything about that. And women have slowly been trying to make a path for themselves in a very male-dominated industry. And it's been difficult. 
So difficult. That's why I love seeing women like little Kim give roses to Queen Latifah because we women are just never considered great. It's either we laid on our back to get somewhere, we fucked to the top, or we just couldn't be talented, you know? We couldn't just be better than you, you know? We had to have titties. That's why we got a promotion. All type of shit. So it doesn't mean anything different for the women in hip hop who have tried to carve a path for other women to come through. And what I am so excited about is the fact that I get to see what women like Foxy Brown and Little Kim and Salt and Pepper and Queen Latifah have done for the girls today. Like I get to see the fruits of their labor now. And that is so dope. And one of the fruits of their labor has come to ripen this past month or so because Double XL dropped their 2021 cover with four women. And that is the most that is the cover that has held the most female MCs. Before that, it was three women in 2019, which was Tierra Whack, Rico Nasty and Meg The Stallion. And Meg The Stallion is now a Grammy awarded artist. Prophecy. That's what I'm telling y'all about the double XL cover and why it makes me excited. Prophecy. Because a lot of the artists who are able to get this cover, and typically there's only 10 spots. It's a freshman class of 10. So, so many covers. When you like look back to the covers all the way back to 2007, when you go all the way back, every cover, whole bunch of dudes, whole bunch of dudes. I will not lie. I was super excited about the 2014 cover because that was the time where we featured not only the most, I think they had 12 artists in that freshman class, but that was also that was also the year that had the most Chicago artists. They had Chance the Rapper, Lil Bibby, Vic Mensa, and Lil Durk. And Chance the Rapper, too, <laughs> is a Grammy-awarded artist. Prophecy, all I'm saying. That's why this gets me excited. So it gets me excited because we have Flo Millie, who I fucking love that girl, Oh my God, I fucking love that girl. From Mobile, Alabama, Ruby Rose from Kentucky, who y'all just heard coming on in here. Love that song. And we also have Lakia, who I am starting to learn more about. And she's so fucking dope. It makes no fucking sense how artistic and lyrical she is. Coming out of Milwaukee. And then we have Koi LeRae, who all of y'all have heard. Like, I'm not a fan of her particular cadence, but you cannot deny that that girl has racked up numbers from YouTube to the Billboard charts to TikTok. Like, that girl has been able to understand how to capitalize on what's hot in this generation now. And y'all got to remember that a lot of these artists are business entities. Like, they're... LL, like put the artist name LLC or S Corp or Incorporated because these individuals are business entities, or at least that's how these record labels are looking at them like businesses. So there's a lot of times that I, as a lover of the culture, will say XYZ can't rap or I don't like their cadence or their flow or I don't think they're a lyricist. To a certain extent, I'm not taking away 
anything from their success because many times you know how to get the radio spins or you know how to elevate fashion or you are an amazing sponsor for this company and for this company. And so you have all these endorsements and that's how you're making your money. Like we have to understand that not every particular artist is in front of us because they are talented. Like I said to y'all on a couple episodes back, I really do believe that sometimes becoming a hip hop artist is kind of like getting into some business, getting a quick check or making a quick bag and then turning that money into other money or flipping that money and then getting your ducats and the blooms while you sleep and you out the hip hop game and your family is comfortable. And that's really all you wanted to do. So I am ecstatic for Flo Millie, Ruby Rose, Lakia and Coyle Ray. Congrats, ladies. You all deserve it. You all have worked y'all asses off. And I've started to look at some of the ciphers. Of course, as usual, these girls are running circles around the niggas. <laughs> as usual, like they did last year, because Chica and Mulatto snaps. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you could see it too. Like, just the oh, just go and watch it. If if you just are a lover of the culture, if you're just a lover of hip hop, I would tell you to start at the 2007 mark with the double XL freshman class and just work your way up. And baby, when I tell you when you get to 2016, you gonna have you a good fucking laugh. <laughs> Do y'all remember when that cypher dropped, when those freestyles dropped? And it was like Lil Uzi Vert and it was 21 Savage and Kodak Black and Lil Yachty and Designer. Oh my God, Designer. <laughs> the I think that's the first time that I think everybody had like a collective, what the fuck is going on with hip hop? Maybe we should check in on it real quick. I think we we left it alone too long and now we got to go back home and make sure the kids didn't burn down the house because I think they did that <laughs> but the kids are all right okay because that year also had G Herbo, Lil Dicky, Anderson Pac, who too <laughs> is a Grammy award-winning artist so the kids are all right you know the kids are all right and with that very long introduction because y'all know I am a lover of music. We're just going to go ahead and get into Shit I Saw. So this week, Shit I Saw, it's going to be real simple because I saw some shit and I'm going to just let them tell y'all what they want to say. I might have some two cents to it, but uh, Solomon Missouri here, which is his Twitter handle, because of course we're going to Twitter, my favorite fucking place. So here we go. Let's have a more salient conversation. Men have shorter lives than women, fail to create healthy platonic relationships, and neglect mental and emotional health. Why? We love to use the fear of partnership against women, but at the end of the day, men should be fearful of growing old alone. The time we waste performing our masculinity before one another 
was the time we were supposed to be using to form meaningful bonds. It's nothing like knocking on 50 with a 15-year-old BMW, high blood pressure, a room at your mama's house, and a lifetime of estranged relationships. Wondering why you can't date successfully. So you look for relationships that you can manipulate with money and people you can control. Because you have not cultivated the emotional maturity to have an adult relationship. But by all means, let's continue to talk about why these women are single and gingerly skip over why you are single. Don't be concerned about women being single. Be concerned about the possibility of a woman being able to cohabitate with a man who doesn't clean his fingernails, believes Duce is a water alternative and wants to lead in a relationship, but doesn't know where he's going. Friend, I'm an old fool. I'm trying to help you not be like me. Men rounding 30 start all that hating because they spent a decade being emotionally wounded community penis. You're bitter because nobody wants to spend the next decade of their lives fixing your brokenness and your shit. And I just want to say to Solomon, Missouri, all one word on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. Because I yell it to the fucking high heavens all goddamn day. But because I'm a woman and them niggas be like, shut up, bitch, and make me a sandwich. So maybe if you tell them they they will listen And then they will start to change and fix their fucking selves. Because I don't understand why men think it's okay to not have platonic relationships. Y'all were up Steve Harvey's ass with that bullshit. I agree. I agree. You can't be friends with women. You can't be friends with women. You can be friends with women. If you were able to look at a woman as a woman, but you look at them as fuck toys. So you don't even have any emotional maturity to be around a woman without trying to fuck her. Because that's all you see women as. If you saw us as individuals, if you saw us as people, if you saw us as human beings that have a voice and an opinion and choice and could respect all of those things, then being in a friendship with a woman, a genuine friendship with a woman shouldn't be a fucking problem. Shouldn't be a fucking problem. If you could enact some type of discipline in your fucking life, being around a woman and not trying to fuck her should not be a problem, but y'all rather be animals but y'all supposed to be in positions of power. Get the fuck out of here. Anywho, he also made a very good point about the fact that you all look for relationships you can control because you cannot have adult bonds. And he was really speaking to a lot of you old ass nasty niggas that think it's okay to date a 22 year old and you're 57. And that's because you're 57 and no one the same age as you wants to deal with how broken you are. So you find someone who's young and dumb Or you find someone who will shut the fuck up because you'll pay them off. And you think that is a meaningful relationship. And it is not. It is not. Because if you cannot be a peer to your colleagues or you cannot be able to check in with your friends of the same age because you all went to school together. If you are not able to be mature enough to have conversations with women your age, then say that. 
Don't say, oh, yeah, these young women are just as mature as these older women, if not more. They're so understanding. They have that. They have less baggage than older women. No, bitch. They don't have less baggage. They have less sense. And that's the reason why you don't want to date a woman who is in her 40s or her 50s when you're 57. Because it's not that she has more baggage. It's not that she's been around the block. It's not that she's had failed relationships. It's because she's grown, mature, wise, and healed, and is going to hold you accountable. And you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't actually want to sit down and do the shadow work. You don't want to you don't want to actually sit down and be like, you know what? The reason why I treat women like shit is because my mom treated me like shit. And I'm still hurt about that. You don't want to go to therapy. You don't want to wash your ass or your sheets. You just want to be a nasty nigga for the rest of your life. And instead of just saying that you want to blame women for your stupid choices. Which is ridiculous. You blame everybody else. But yourself. And get this, married men live longer. They're more healthier and they're happier because y'all have been projecting that relationship bullshit on women for far long enough and it stops here. What y'all need to stop saying is that y'all don't want to be married and y'all don't want to be in a relationship because that's when you lose your money. No, bitch, that's actually when you make the most money. You make the most money when you're married because all that other shit that you would have to worry about as a single parent, you don't have to. It must be nice to be able to go home and just be able to decompress and not have to worry about this bill or this dinner or this child for those who marry women who take care of homes. Or you get to actually keep some of your money, dumbass, because you have a wife who splits bills with your ass. So where you could have been a single ass motherfucker that pay for all the mortgage and all the bills and all the cars and all the insurance, you have a partner that will help you with some of that. So guess what you get to do, dumbass? You actually get to keep some of your money. I mean, if y'all are so fucking scared about getting the divorce and losing half your money, then get a prenup. That's that that literally is the stupidest thing I hear men say. I don't want to get married because I'm going to lose my money. And if we get a divorce, she's going to take half. Then have her sign a prenup. Oh, but y'all don't want to have that conversation because you don't know how to communicate. There are a lot of women that would sign a prenup and actually have you sign one. Because I came to this table whole the way that you were supposed the way that you were supposed to come to this table whole. So I got some shit I want to protect. If you if we protect this shit, I got shit I want to protect, too. There are a lot of women. That do not mind sitting down and talking about, okay, so what's mine is mine is what's yours is yours, but what's ours we build. That old school mentality, y'all think y'all, y'all should really actually, that's why you should have platonic friendships with women. Because y'all think that women are these old ass, archaic people when we have really progressed in mindset. Which is why you can find you a girlfriend or a wife that's willing to pay half the mortgage and half the bills with your ass. That's a very progressive thing. But it's a progressive thing that benefits you. And you don't mind that. But if you get a divorce and she asks for half because she's been putting in half, it's a problem. Do you see how stupid y'all sound? Just because you're fearful of being emotional, of opening up, of talking, of trying something different. 
life don't have to be like that. You know, it don't have to be, I'm a man, so it's got to be hard. No, baby, it don't have to be hard. You can put some work in to fix yourself. It gets a lot easier once you start doing that. You can find meaningful relationships and people your age, not 18 year olds, because they're stupid. Any 18 year old that tells you I'm mature for my age, don't believe them. It's stupid. And it's a stupid notion that we say so that the whole, oh, they're 18. So they're legal now. They can make a decision on their own. They're still stupid. I was stupid. They stupid. Your frontal lobe cortex has not developed all the way yet. It doesn't develop and it doesn't finish growing until you're about 26 to 28. So until then, you're still stupid. And old niggas like stupid because it's the path of least resistance. Niggas like saying to women, oh, if you do da 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 da, you're going to be single for the rest of your life. No, bitch, you're scared about being single for the rest of your life. I'm fine. It's really easy for women to get into relationships. I don't think you all understood that. It's really easy for women to be in relationships. It's difficult for you niggas to be in one and to keep one. Just because you got a girl banging down your door don't mean she's going to bang it down next week as well. You cute now. But once all those childhood wounds and that unhealed trauma start coming up, a self-respecting woman's going to leave your ass. And then that's the best thing that you've ever had. And now it's the one who got away because you rather be a raggedy, ashy ass nigga for the rest of your life and blame it on everybody else. So stop projecting men about not wanting to be in a relationship and not wanting to be married because married men have it harder Married men lose more money. You actually are the healthiest because you actually have someone reminding you to go to your doctor's appointments, telling you to go get your prostate checked. Baby, maybe you shouldn't have that 12th rib tip today. Put it down. Y'all live longer. Have y'all noticed that in y'all families? When your grandmama go first, your granddaddy is soon behind her. But let your granddaddy go first. Your grandmama live another 30 years. Fine. Just peachy keen. So we know it. We see it. Men know it. They see it. But instead of just turning the mirror inward and looking at yourself, you rather make women the problem. And I want y'all to grow the fuck up and go to therapy and stop blaming everybody for your bullshit thank you hey y'all welcome back to random realities uh and this random reality this week is just going to be a little woo woo because you all know that I am woo woo and when I say woo woo that means that yes I believe in God but I also believe that he's kicking it with my granny and my aunties And all of them send me messages and dreams to help me be the best version of myself on this earth. So I also am really into astrology and something that I recently learned about in astrology are your north and south nodes. So if you're interested, 
Um, you can go to a website like Astro Cafe. If you know the time that you were born, the day, which the month, year, and day is important, and you know the location of where you were born, you can put all that information into a chart on many websites. The website that I typically use is Astro Cafe, but there's numerous websites and apps that will pull up your birth chart. And what you're looking for is your birth chart. And your birth chart will give you a more descriptive understanding of your astrology. Because you shouldn't be like, oh my God, are you a Scorpio? I fucking hate Scorpios. Because judging judging someone off of their sun, sun sign is not going to do anything. I know Scorpios that I absolutely fucking hate. And I have Scorpios that I truly, truly love. One of them being like my lone big sister. <laughs> Shout out to Candace. So... I recently learned about North and South nodes, which is maybe like level three of diving very deep into astrology because your sun signs is like level one. It's important to understand what your sun sign, rising sign, moon sign, Mercury sign and Venus sign, which we typically call the big five. It's important to understand what those signs are because every planet has a different sign, which means that you have a different way of showing up. You have a different way of communicating. You have a different way of loving that's different from everyone else. So you could be a Scorpio, but if your Venus is in Capricorn and another Scorpio has their Venus in Leo, you all are going to act differently when it comes to how you all love, which is why it's important to really judge a nigga off their birth chart, not off their sun sign. So after knowing your sun sign, after knowing your big five, when you get deeper into astrology, you actually can understand what you were doing in a previous life and what you're supposed to be doing in this life. And you can find that through your north and your south node. So my north node is Aquarius and my south node is Leo. And this is kind of how I'm going to break down my nodes. Um, to kind of give the description of what the North Node and South Node means. And if you're interested in finding out your North and South Node, head to astrocafe.com or any other website to pull up your birth chart and it will show you there. So I'm going to touch on my South Node first. My South Node is in Leo. And for those who are just familiar with the 12 sun signs, Leo is the lion. Leo runs from the top of August to about the end of August. Um, And it is known as being the king of the jungle or just more of a vivacious sign, a proud sign, a fashionable sign. A lot of Leos have amazing hair. They have a presence about them. They are exalted and looked at as kings and queens. Think of Leo, lion, king of the jungle. They are typically seen as royalty. Leos are also a fire sign. So they are super energetic and they don't take no shit. I love me a good Leo. And my south node is in Leo, which means that a lot of those Leo characteristics I played out in a previous life, in a past life. And I do believe in reincarnation. And I do believe that this is not the first time that we've been here as humans. 
Have you all ever heard that saying, oh, that baby been here before? That baby has been here before. That's why I was looking at y'all like y'all crazy. (laughs) So I do believe that I have been on this earth before this present day body or I have been here before outside of November 25th, the year that I was born. Like I've been here previous to that. And when I was here previously, I exuded very Leo characteristics or I just had a Leo kind of lifestyle. Your South Node is the indicator of what you was up to in a previous life before you got here today. My South Node being in Leo means that in a previous life, I was famous. I was of royalty. I was very well known. I had one hell of an ego. (laughs) Things had to be about me at all times. I was readily known. I was recognized by many. I was that bitch in a previous life, which your South note isn't to say that that's what you were doing in your previous life and you don't have any of those characteristics today. You definitely have characteristics of your South note today. But you're not supposed to be doing things in your south node because you are here to enact what your north node is supposed to be telling you. Your north node is essentially your future and what you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. And you will repeat certain lessons over and over and over until you get it right. And if you're figuring out or you're spiritual or you're woo woo and you're trying to figure out like what is my purpose or what am I here to do? Knowing your North Node is a amazing place to start. And my North Node is an Aquarius, which means that I am the opposite of my Leo South sign. Now, typically your North and South Node are six apart, which is kind of opposite. Um, So basically, if your North Node, just to kind of give you all a chart, if you think the top of the year starts off with Capricorn in January, and technically it ends with Capricorn in December, but it ends, quote unquote, the year or the astrological year ends with Sagittarius, six apart. So as an example, if Capricorn is one, six down would be Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini. So that means if you have a North node in Capricorn, your South node probably is going to be in Gemini. That means that you were doing some Gemini off the wall, crazy ass shit in a previous life. And in this life, your North node being Capricorn, you supposed to be about getting money. You supposed to be hustling. You supposed to be calming the fuck down. You supposed to be about that bag in this life. So My North Node being an Aquarius means that I am supposed to not have an ego. I am supposed to be in service of others. I'm supposed to be helping other people. I am supposed to be in the background pushing other people forward. And that's how I will find my fortune. That's how I will find my happiness. That's how I will find my fame by letting go of what used to be an ego. And what's so cool about astrology is that I could see myself as a child fighting to want to be my South Node again, because your South Node is a part of you. My North Node is what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. My North Node is what's challenging. My North Node is what I am not accustomed to. My South Node, I know that bitch very well. And I grew up being the oldest of four, 
So the spotlight was rarely on me. And I was such a child that was like picked on or bullied in, in, in high school and in uh, grammar school that I was not the popular kid. I was definitely not the popular kid. I was the weirdo. I was the band geek. I was the girl in National Honor Society with the 4.0 GPA. Like I literally lived a life that would have me under the bleachers, never the cheerleader in the front. My entire existence has been about being behind the scenes, essentially. I am really good at being behind the scenes. It hasn't been until maybe the last five, six years that I've allowed my like bad bitchness to come to the front because I know that I'm the shit. But majority of my life, I have been behind the scenes and it has wrecked me as a kid. Because I always wanted to be seen. I always wanted to be heard. I felt like I wasn't seen and wasn't heard. I felt like everybody else got more attention than me. I would cry about it. It really did not help my self-esteem in the long run. I had to fix that shit. And now being reflective, that entire experience that I had as a child was because I came to this life not wanting to be the popular kid. I do believe like before you come to earth, (laughs) your soul is probably somewhere in purgatory making a deal signing contracts like okay bitch we have been the center of attention for thousands of years we need to learn a new lesson we need to be humble we need to take ourselves off the pedestal and we need to be of service to others so I'm going to sign a contract that says that in my future lives I am going to be in service to others because I want to be a holistic, well-rounded spiritual being, or I just have many lessons to learn. I've learned those other lessons about how to be a bad bitch. I now need to move forward knowing that I need to give to others and to just basically rid myself of ego. That's what I'm supposed to be doing today. (laughs) And it's been very eye-opening to say, you know what? All of the times that I have been a dance teacher and I put my students in front or just a teacher in general and I put employees in front or other managers in front or my students in front or my friends in front. Whenever I'm working with friends and helping them with their businesses, I'm in the background for the most part. I have found a lot of success in doing that. I have made amazing connections in doing that. I am currently in the front of some of the things that I do in terms of training, but I am still in the space of service to others. As a teacher, I am in service to others and I absolutely love doing that. And Aquarius, and I love Aquariuses, my little hot air balloons, my introspective, esoteric, crazy motherfuckers. I absolutely love them. And I'm supposed to take more of an Aquarius approach in this lifetime, meaning that I'm supposed to be more introspective. I'm supposed to be giving. I'm supposed to be in service of others, thinking outside of the box, which Aquariuses do perfectly. They think outside the box. They're the quote unquote weirdos and the aliens, but that's because they can look at something objectively and say, you know what? I know everyone else in the world is looking at this scenario or or this topic in this way. I see it differently. And here's what I see. I'm supposed to bring these progressive thoughts to the forefront because that's how I am going to change the world. That's how I am going to save the world. As an Aquarius, they bring 
order to chaos because they are some chaotic motherfuckers themselves. They are the water barrier. Water's fucking nuts. My Aquariuses, they are the water barriers to the crazy ass Pisces, the crazy ass Cancers, and definitely the crazy ass Scorpios. They carry water, which is fucking chaotic at which is fucking chaotic at any time. At any fucking time. And they carry that. So therefore, they are able to take chaos and bring order to it. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing in this life. I'm supposed to be looking at chaos and bringing order to it. I'm supposed to be ridding myself of ego and I'm supposed to be in service to others. I'm supposed to push other people forward and have my name as an alias on any project that I have, which is probably why I've started this podcast and everyone's like, you have to go visual, you have to go visual and I will go visual, but that is never the first thing that I think about is putting myself all the way out there. It took me forever to just to get this podcast going because I'm so scared to put myself out there. But that's because I am challenging myself to rid myself of my ego and always think about how I can help the next person. So whether it's a progressive thought or whether it is being in service to others or pushing other people to be great, that's my calling in life. And that's what I'm going to do. So if you all are interested in knowing what your calling is or just to know what you were up to in a couple previous lives, (laughs) it's cool to just check out what your North Node and your South Node uh, is and what sign they are in. And if you're like, okay, so now I know what my North Node and my South Node means, but I still don't know what you can say, okay, I know what my North Node and my South Node signs are, but I still don't know what that means. Google it and find the videos that are going to explain what your North Node and your South Node signs are on YouTube. Because that's how I learned. Um, I also read a bunch of articles. Super, super informative. Google will be your best friend. So figure out what your North Node is, which is what you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. Figure out what your South Node is, which is what you were doing in your past lives. And then journal. Write it down. Figure out have you been following the path that you're supposed to be following? Were you still doing some old South Node shit? Let me know. DM me, send me a message, send me an email, tacklesspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear it. And that is this week's random reality. Welcome back, beautiful people. And it is now time for the tackless topic of the week. And This one, oh, this one's going to be good because I've been meaning to specifically call out white women for a while. I mean, you all have gotten lumped in with everyone else, but today is one of those days where I think it's just time for you to take your position and to get your talking to. So if you all couldn't guess yet where I am going with this, Yes, I am going to talk about Rachel Nichols and her dumbass. So apparently Rachel Nichols is not about to work for ESPN for too much longer because she was caught last year. Be very mindful that I am saying last year. She was recorded last year. She was basically caught last year saying some very interesting things about a colleague of hers, Maria Taylor. Rachel Nichols is white. Maria Taylor is black. 
Um, one of the things she said was that she feels that Maria Taylor is taking her position as being one of the journalists and correspondents for the NBA finals, um, not due to her being an awesome reporter, not due to her asking pretty interesting pre post and during game questions of the players, not because she earned her spot to start covering the NBA finals. Basically, Rachel Nichols said that Maria Taylor, who is a black woman, moved to a more prominent position during the NBA finals as a correspondent because she was black, not because she was talented, not because she busted her ass, because she was black and stated that ESPN has been getting drugged through the dirt due to their longtime crappy record on diversity, which she stated she understood. But as long as they wasn't moving her to the side, as long as she didn't have to step down, as long as she didn't have to give up her little spotlight for somebody else, she was totally fine with that yay, yay, rah, rah. Oh, it's so difficult for women in sports journalism. I would know I'm 47. It t- it's taken me years. All the women before me who have trailblazed had rats sent to their homes and had to deal with sexual abuse and comments and derogatory acts from the players and from the national basketball association and all through the sports ranks just women have had such a difficult time okay bitch okay here's the reason why I want to call out white women specifically and as a whole due to Rachel Nichols white women are the foot soldiers to white supremacy because white men decided that white supremacy was the best thing for this country. Basically, white men decided that white supremacy was the best thing for this world. White supremacy being that white people believe that they are superior to everyone else. And white men put the law in place and white women went out to their homes, to their communities, into their streets and made sure that they doubled down on the laws that were enacted, passed and put in place. I saw this amazing TikToker I'm going to find her name and link it below. She basically stated that white women are the barrier to us reaching racial equality because you all and our very patriarchal system teach your children what is right and what is wrong. And you all say things like, well, if they were just smarter or dressed better or were able to communicate better or if they didn't do that or if they didn't look like that then they would have what they're asking for they would have equality or they would be treated better or the police wouldn't do that to them you all double down on the bullshit and then go to work and join diversity boards go to work and then join ERGs talking about how amazing of an ally you are then go to work and then want to showboat about how you stood up for this Latina woman when somebody came to ask her, hey girl, so Cinco de Mayo, you want to help us with the decorations? You all are really good at putting on an act. So good that your tears are weaponized and you bitches know that because you use them every single time you don't get your fucking way. 
because that's all you all know is to get your fucking way. You will cry about it. You will complain about it. Let me speak to the manager about it until it's your way or the highway. And of course, because you're a woman and you can't just get all the privileges like white men, you all understand that you're just a slither away from the promised land. Like black men, you all know that you're the, you're a slither away from the land of milk and honey. So you rather cuckoo with the niggas at the top instead of dismantling an entire fucking system. And white women, you all love doing that shit. Because here's the thing. Rachel Nichols has every right to be upset that they are replacing her because she stated that she has worked very hard to get where she's at. And as a woman in a male dominated industry, that shit's true. And I'm not taking no skin off of Rachel's back for that. But what you don't get to do is say that another woman who you advocate for all day long. I literally watched an interview of yours with Matt Barnes a month ago where you talked about the trials and the tribulations that you had to go through as a woman in a male dominated industry I saw you tell that nigga all that bullshit about what you've gone through what the other women before you have gone through and how it's changing and how much of an ally you are for women in a male dominated industry that is sports for you then to turn around when you thought that nobody was listening to be like so why that nigga bitch gotta replace me because she's black because ESPN has been hashtag ESPN so white so many times. They they need her to do things so that they can get all the hate off of them, but not at the expense of me. No, bitch. No, bitch. That's where you had us fucked up. That's where you had us fucked up. You get to be mad. You get to be mad that they are asking for you to be the sideline journalist instead of you being in the throes of everything of, a, of the NBA finals, which in my opinion sounds like a really big deal. For like a news anchor, for like a sports anchor or a sports journalist or sports correspondent covering the NBA Finals sounds like a humongous deal. And I understand that you have been covering the NBA Finals for the last six, seven years. So this is like your bread and butter. This is just the thing that you do. I get that. But what I want white women to understand is that you have to understand that if you are really about that life. If you are really about that ally shit, if you are really about making a way for women, sometimes that means that you're going to have to scoot over because there's not a lot of spots at the top, especially for African-American women. There are not a lot of spots. And you don't then get to be mad because you one day want to advocate for women moving up. And then when it comes time for them to move up, you got to scoot over. You wrong. You mad at the wrong one. Why would you be mad? And Maria and her face, Kiki, hey girl, girl power this, da 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 da. But you talk shit about her behind her back because she's a diversity hire. She didn't earn that spot. ESPN is getting dragged through the dirt because of their long term diversity issues, which me being a white woman, I know all about. But they're not going to sacrifice my spot to put Maria there because she's a diversity hire. I think at that point, you could have been just mad at ESPN and be like, why would you all replace me? I've worked six, seven years as the main journalist, correspondent, newscast or whatever for the sport. I've been doing the NBA final coverage for the last six, seven years. Why are y'all replacing me? Have I not earned my spot? Have I not gone through the dirt with these niggas and all this misogyny to get to where I'm at? Let's talk about it. 
Because if you really big and bad and you say you are who you are, you've done what you've done. Why couldn't you make a phone call and be like, you know what? Let me train Maria so that next year she's ready. Let me transition out because I've been doing it for so long. Let me talk to somebody else about what was one of the reasons. How can I better myself? Because clearly if you all are making a switch, there's some there's something that I can improve on. But bitch, you took the wrong route. A diversity hire because ESPN is having diversity issues. Wouldn't you say as a white woman, wouldn't you say that they at least was trying to be better with their diversity because they let your ass cover sports for as long as you have. And now they want to make sure that they have more representation. And maybe that means that you might have to move to the side. Maybe that means you might have to move all together because baby, they told you you could do the sideline coverage and you had an attitude about that. And you went all white girl on everybody and fucking said, I'm the victim. They were illegally recording me, bitch. You said something about a coworker to another coworker on company equipment at your job. And you think somebody illegally recorded you and then started to spread it. Back to my main point, this happened a year ago. That means that everybody was aware of it, including ESPN, and now it's hitting the public, and now ESPN wants to act. So you've been a tyrant, narcissistic, crazy bitch for a minute, and the company that is ESPN has allowed you to be because they knew that this shit happened last year and they didn't say anything about it. Apparently, Maria has been emailing the stakeholders at ESPN about some diversity issues sent them a couple emails asking for assistance in some issues that she has dealt with racially. And the only time that she heard back from ESPN is when they asked her if she leaked the video of Rachel. They did not respond to her other concerns about some of the diversity issues that the company is facing. They instead were trying to make sure that they saved face and just basically asked Maria, did she out Rachel? Where she, which she replied, no. So here's the thing, white women. I want y'all to just stop being fake as fuck because y'all are really not about that diversity life. Y'all are not really about that equality life because the moment it means that you are going to have to step aside, that you are going to have to pull another woman up, that you are going to have to push someone else in front of you because they normally would never get the opportunity unless you did so, just stop. Because y'all really not about that life. Y'all not, y'all not willing to do any of that. Y'all are not willing to be actual allies. Because I don't even like allies like that. I like accomplices. Like if we going to jail, we all going to jail. I'm in this with you. I'm, I'm down with you. That's what I need. I need white women who are an accomplice, not a fucking ally. Because y'all bitches don't know how to be allies. Y'all love to put in front of everybody else this show that y'all give a fuck that you understand what it means to be othered because you're a woman but you don't you have no idea what it means to be othered because the moment you can pull your white supremacy card bitch you do you older and here's the and here's the fucked up thing about it Rachel being 47 It's amazing for her to still be on TV as long as she has, because we understand that ageism is a problem. And we understand that when it comes to women, ageism is a humongous problem, because if you're not cute, tight and petite, people don't want to see you on TV. And that's fucked up. 
And I think Rachel had a better argument being like, oh, this is ageist. I'm 47. I've been doing this for a long time. Y'all want to get rid of me? Let's figure out somewhere else to put me because I've been doing this for a very long time and I will be seen. I think that's horrible that so many women just get pushed to the side if they're not prettier or younger or they look amazing, X, Y, and Z. But Rachel, you can't be mad at the fact that you assumed, assumed, because ain't nobody tell you the reason why they were putting Maria in your spot. So you assumed that this black woman couldn't be better, couldn't have been more intelligent, couldn't have been better at her job than you, couldn't have been smarter, couldn't have had a better relationship with the players. You didn't factor any of that in. You just said, well, ESPN having diversity issues, so I guess that's why they want her in my spot. No, bitch. No. That's where you had us fucked up. That's where a lot of you white women got us fucked up. And I'm so sick and tired of it. Every white woman in HR, every white woman leading a diversity training, she's a closeted racist. She's a closeted racist. I do not trust white women. And you can't. Because they are the main ones that are like, oh, my God, girl, yes, it's a sisterhood. Da, 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 da. Fuck that sisterhood. Because if the shoe was to drop, oh, bitch, you are clinging to your white man and white supremacy as quickly as you can. We've seen it. You put on the waterworks and the tears. I've been wronged. Y'all call the police like it's fucking room service when something doesn't go your way. Oh, that black person or that Latina person got the position because of a diversity hire, not because they earned it. Oh, that black person or that person of color has something really nice. They have a nice car, a nice home. Oh, they must be selling drugs, not because they worked hard. You all have to really check your biases, which you all don't want to do. Because you think if you say that you're an ally enough times, you actually will be. And bitch, that's not how that works. If you are in the space of trying to be a better ally, please do understand that that means that you're going to have to give up things and give up spaces and give up spots for the greater good. Because where you have held a spot for a very, very long time, baby, it's time for you to move and let somebody else take that spot. And you cannot be mad when that happens if you are really the ally that you say that you are. Because there are only so many spots. Instead of being upset that there's only so many spots and that you have to move out of one, baby, since you got more privilege, use it and make more spots. Make more spots. You already there. You fucking with the white power already. You go to sleep with their ass every single night. You cuckoo in their ear. You had their children and you cook their fucking dinners. Ask for more spots while you're there. If you are so upset about the fact that you got to give yours up to be a true ally, like you stated. If you that fucking upset. But that's where a lot of white women got us fucked up. Because y'all love the performative act of I care but in the fine print, it really says, I care up to a certain point. Because then the moment you're made to be uncomfortable, the moment some shit don't go your way, oh, baby, 
You burning this bitch to the ground. You burning this bitch to the ground. And we've seen you do it. From the Tulsa massacre to Rosewood, when a white woman got an attitude, shit burns to the ground at the expense of everybody else. And you're not even right, bitch. You don't even know why they put Maria in your spot. You think it's due to a diversity hire. I was looking on Twitter through through some comments. I was looking online through some comments. And quiet as it's kept, bitch, she's just better at her job. She's just better at her job than you. But she's a diversity hire. Get the fuck out of here. White women do better. Or just get out of the fucking way. But being in my face talking about you give a fuck and then turn around and literally being what holds up racial equality. <laughs> you bitches is birds. You bitches is birds. And I need y'all to either fly the fuck away or we putting you on a grill. But you all must be stopped. And anyone interested in reading about why white women are just absolutely fucking crazy. A book recommendation is They Were Her Property, White Women as Slave Owners in the American South by Stephanie E. Jones Rogers. And if you all are a little bit more on the podcast side and you would love to hear about how crazy white women are in terms of lying and then turning around and talking about how they're fucking allies... A very insightful podcast for you all to listen to. If you're interested in just hearing how white women are fucking ridiculous um, today, as of maybe 30 years ago, podcast is called Nice White Parents. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. So I will leave you all with this. Keep one eye open when it comes to white women, because the moment they have an attitude, all hell breaks loose. Actually hold that bitch to task. If you ever get a feeling or an inkling that that bitch is lying, drop her ass. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat?